With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Uh, breathing a sigh of relief, Kyrie Irving has decided to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Deshaun Watson's hearing is later on today, and Daniel Snyder refuses to accept that subpoena. Ah, come on in, stay a while. Boys are here. Oh, look at Marvin. Marvin has got a um, a T-shirt on that is, well, it's directly attributed to Marvin being Marvin. How would you describe your T-shirt that you have on? It's comfortable. It's <laughs> white it's got some you know nice royal blue lettering oh do you mean about the small content yeah yes yeah what's it say on the t-shirt small state you're in tiny hands wow okay (laughs) you wanted a shirt wow hey welcome to being a danette thank you everyone yeah you can get that t-shirt that very t-shirt that marvin has not the one that's uh, on his back but the summer sale 30 percent off on just about everything on the site, We've got T-shirts, hoodies, hats, accessories, and you can go to danpatrick.com. It's a slow day, or at least I thought it was a slow day. Uh, judging from Paulie, Paulie goes, uh, hey, do you know Michael Jordan? He was in a three-point shooting contest. And I go, Paulie, I don't care. And then Paulie started looking at the video. And then Paulie's sending around the video. And then we're watching Michael Jordan in the three-point shooting contest when he makes... Five three-pointers, I think? Yeah, it was the 1993 <laughs> point contest. I couldn't even really remember that. I was like, am I dreaming this? He, uh, oh, Michael. It was uh, 1990. He's won a couple of MVPs, I think, at this point. He was five for 30 in the three-point contest. Okay. But for him to go in it against Bird and Craig Hodges and all those guys, it's pretty gutsy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like Chris Paul entering the dunk contest. Well. Kind of. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think Michael's ego. Oh, yeah. Like Michael playing golf. I think Michael wants his handicap to be lower. He'd rather lose money as a lower handicap than admit that he's maybe not as good a golfer as people think he is or he thinks he is. Yes. I see what Paul's saying, though. It's just superstars who aren't necessarily known for something like that wouldn't put themselves in the position to be embarrassed. Yeah. You know, like, like Ichiro in the uh, home run derby back in the day. He wouldn't. Have well, done. he did go play baseball. You know, and like, he embarrassed himself. That uh, well, there, that's... a lot of confidence there. Well, if you're the greatest athlete and you go in there and you play baseball and you don't do well, even though Michael's not the greatest athlete, he's the greatest basketball player. There are a lot of guys who play baseball that aren't great athletes, but you watch him and you go, I don't know how he does it, either a pitcher or hitter. But Jordan had that confidence level that uh, he went in and you know, wanted to enter the three-point shooting contest. I wonder if Bird went, what are you doing? Yeah. Come you on. can't see LeBron doing that. I can. Because LeBron thinks he's a three-point shooter. And he's not. I mean, he does take a lot more of them. But no, I could see LeBron doing that. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we got a poll question. Play of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. You can watch this program. You can actually see Marvin's T-shirt that is available. Got a few T-shirts. We even have the other one, Burger Donald's. Is that uh, your, your, your that? that is correct. Okay. Now, that's not based off any companies that we're talking about. It's just you and your wife would go through Burger King, and then you would go through McDonald's, and it's Burger Donald's. That's right, and it's no good, but, but it's, it's so good. good. That's right. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Turf and turf. Um, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. I've said this before, and I said this when it first started with Kyrie Irving. This is wishful reporting. Because you want something to happen. You hope something happens. It's better for our business if something happens. Who cares if facts are going to get in the way? And we said it at the time. Uh, Brian Windhorst of the Mothership said it. This is an impasse, and there's leverage here. You're trying to get leverage. No, nothing happened here. Now, that didn't stop people from going Kyrie to the Lakers. Sign and trade. Kevin Durant will be the next out the door. Kevin Durant to the Blazer. Like, like we just went wild. And as I said at the time, let's say I was getting divorced and I just put out there that there are six women that I'd like to date. Now, I haven't contacted those six women like Kate Beckinsale or Jennifer Aniston, but those are the six women, you know, I would put out there not thinking, do they want to date me? Well, Kyrie put out a list of teams, six teams, that, hey, I would go here. I didn't hear any of those teams that said, yeah, we're interested in Kyrie. The only team was the desperate Lakers, and they're trying to do something. And it didn't happen. Would Kyrie take $6 million and leave $30 million on the table? I didn't rule it out because it's Kyrie, but still, this was a lot about nothing. And everybody ran crazy with it. And I just thought, I've been at, a, at an impasse with negotiations before. And, and I, I, I give a lot of credit to the Nets because they said, all right, go ahead. See what's out there. You're going to get a reality check. And he did. He's like, yeah, all right, I'll go back. 
Now, I thought KD was going to get involved and say, hey, give him the max because I got four more years here and and we can win a championship here. But Kyrie is uh, going back for one more year. uh, And he uh, had a quote that he has sent out. Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. Some Jedi mind games there. (laughs) Okay, Kai. Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. Yeah, Paul. He's a trailblazer, all right. You know, just uh, taking the easy one-year contract. This is the opposite of what he did. It's the opposite. He 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 took the safe route of the the highest offer and didn't try. He was a normal person, right? Yeah, he was the normal people, not the trendsetter, like being different. What he did his... last year was different. What he did last year, like oh, yeah. but, missing games, yeah, that was different. Yes, that was. Yes, he did. Paul just report that Kyrie's going to Portland. He said a trailblazer. <laughs> Kyrie is a trailblazer. Stop. Oh, end quote. Yeah. Cap. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. That's it. That's the tweet. Uh, this program brought to you by SimplySafeDan.com. We always talk about good defense on the field or the court. What about at home, defending your home turf? Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes at SimplySafeDan.com. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring, SimplySafeDan.com. All right, poll question today. What do we have, Seton O'Connor? Dan, who plays more games for the Nets this season, Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons? I'm going to say Ben Simmons. Now you're you're going off the road. That's wild. That's a <laughs> you're wild. Leading thing. us into the future. Yes, yeah. I am. That's a wild. I'm not thing. a normal person. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm. I dare to be different to lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision. Ben Simmons <laughs> will play more games than Kyrie Irving. See you in the fall. Yeah. Uh, this is a perfect place for Ben Simmons. You got two of the best offensive players in the game. And Ben, you don't have to shoot. All you have to worry about is if somebody fouls you and then you have to go to the free throw line. But other than that, you don't have to shoot if you don't want to. What else do you have today, Seton? How about more impactful move? Kyrie staying with the Nets or John Wall going to the Clippers? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. All right. Uh, The John Wall situation, you know, I guess at first glance you go, well, John Wall. Didn't play in Houston. Well, he's a healthy scratch last year. What is it about stars in Houston who don't play? Like last year, John Wall got paid $47 million to not play. The Texans paid Deshaun Watson, what, $10, $12 million to not play last year. Healthy scratch. Now, different circumstances there, but now the Clippers, if they get John Wall, it wasn't that long ago that John Wall actually put up some decent numbers. Year and a half ago. He averaged 21 and 7. The other guards to do that, point guards, include Luca, Trey Young, James Harden, Darius Garland. Can he? I think he's 32. He's not a good shooter, but if you put him in the lineup, uh, how does he help? How does he complement uh, Kawhi, Paul George? Yes, yeah, that's like when I first saw it, I was like, all right, all right, this is fun. It just seemed to, it kind of came out of nowhere, but it was like, dang, I'd watch that team. Well, 
if he he got a buyout, and if he doesn't cost you that much, then you take a chance on him. So I'm I mean I'm fine with the Clippers taking a chance on him. The Lakers, though, you know LeBron has got to be going. Damn, that was my only chance. If we could got imagine you're going to go. If I'm going to win another championship, I got to rely on Kyrie Irving, and. The fact that they didn't get Kyrie, but they were reportedly the only team interested in a sign-and-trade, you know, the Lakers feel desperate. We need to get somebody. We need to get something here. Because are you stuck? Because there was, you know, the thought that can you, can you trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall? And I went, well, why are the Rockets then going to take Russell Westbrook back? It wasn't that long ago when the Rockets were competitive. Was it three years ago? What about the Texans? How long ago was it that they were up 24 to 3 on the Chiefs? That was two and a half years ago, Dan. Two and a half years ago, the Texans were 10 and 6 and were up 24 3 in a playoff game against the Isn't Chiefs. Crazy? And now they're one of the worst teams. Uh, the Houston Tech, uh, the Rockets, four years ago, were 65 and 17. Yeah. <laughs> Man, does it happen quick. But the Nets can be the best team in basketball, they can be. And I, here's another thing to keep an eye on. Where is DeAndre Ayton going to play next year? That's what I would be interested in keeping an eye on. What if he ends up with the Nets? Now, all of a sudden, you're going to get people's attention here. These are the updated odds to win the NBA title. The uh, Clippers and the Warriors co-favorites. Then it's the Celtics, Bucks, and then Nets. With Kyrie back. That's according to uh, DraftKings. Yes, Seaton. I'm getting the sense, too, from what uh, I'm seeing online from, say, Brian Windhorse. Yeah. That Kyrie to the Lakers isn't off the table. No. It's just not going to happen by the time the deadline runs out. Yeah. They said it's still a possibility there could be a sign and trade. But said the odds, I think, are long. But I think the Lakers are trying to make something happen. And that might be their only chance making something happen and seeing if Kyrie, I just can't imagine, you know, Kyrie, does he want to stay? Like who's had conversations with him where they go, we want you to stay. This is a guy who asked for, you know, can I seek a sign and trade? Well, if you've asked for that, even though you can say, Hey, this is just negotiations. I'd still in the back of my mind go, do I want this guy? And if I'm the Nets, I'd say no. But the thing I would be worried about is Kevin Durant going, well, I don't want to be here either. But Kevin doesn't have any leverage because he's got four years left on his contract. And you say, Kevin, I'm going to send you to Portland. How's that? You can play with Damian Lillard. But I, I, I think if I'm the Nets, I don't want to keep Kyrie. But that's where I have a conversation with Kevin Durant and say, hey, we don't know if this guy really wants to be here. You're here for four years. We want to build a championship team around you. What do you think we should do? I'd put a little pressure on, on KD. Let's step up. New media. Be a big boy. Tell us what you think we should do here. Aren't you part of the coaching staff here? Didn't you guys tell us that? Because I wouldn't want Kyrie to stay. If he's, if he's already seeking a sign and trade, now, he can say, nah, it's just negotiations. Not to me. 
Not to me. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect 
this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Fritzy was embarrassed to say that he went to see the Elvis movie and then came back and he was doing his Elvis impersonation. He was singing. He was dancing. And now you're the biggest, you're the biggest Elvis fan 50 years after he died. I really am. I can't stop like singing and trying to do impersonations of him. I'm really annoying my family a lot. And us too. And you guys. Yeah, Seton. I feel like there's nothing wrong with going to see that movie. What Todd should be questioning is that he went to go see it with uh, his daughter and her boyfriend. <laughs> I did. It was a little That's outing. That's a little tricky. <laughs> the, the daughter and the boyfriend sat in the front and me and the wife in the back and everybody behaved in Elvis. Uh, Richard Roper does this for a living. He reviews films for the Chicago Sun-Times. And uh, you can check out Screen Time with Roe and Roper podcast. All summer long, he and Roe Khan have been celebrating the uh, anniversary years of certain movies and TV shows. Latest one is about the summer of 1982, one of the greatest movie summers of all time. Good to have him back. What is the greatest, aside from 1939, greatest year, modern day, greatest year for movies is what? Well, 94 was a great year with, you know, Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump and a lot of great films. But Dan, the summer, just the summer of 1982, just in the summer, E.T., Poltergeist, The Thing, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Rocky Three, Blade Runner, An Officer and a Gentleman, all within a three-month period in the summer of 82. I mentioned Tom Cruise is the last movie star. You agree? Yes, especially when you think about the longevity, because you want to talk about going back, 1983 was risky business, so he has been a top-level global superstar for 40 years. I don't think anybody's ever going to do that again. It's sort of like when we look at certain players in, in, in baseball and the records they have that are never going to be matched again. You know, so if somebody right now is a, is a big star, Ryan Gosling or Scarlett Johansson, they'd have to do it for 30 more years at that level. And he's got that combination of he's I think he's an underrated actor. You know, and you look at things like mm. Magnolia and Born on the Fourth of July, you know, Oscar nominated performances. But he also knows how to sell the movies. He knows how to do it internationally and he knows how to carry a movie. You know, so he he probably is really the last major movie star. Well, it's like Tom Brady or LeBron James to have that longevity to play at a high level for that amount of time. And he is indefatigable. I mean, his energy in selling a movie. And and I mentioned this yesterday. He's single-handedly getting people back to the theater. Yeah. Which is amazing. Made billions of dollars. And, you know, if people go see Top Gun Maverick, they go to the multiplex. They go, oh, wow, you know, this is playing there as well. Elvis is playing there. Maybe we'll come back. So it, it's just it's like getting people back to the ballpark. You know, after after COVID, he is a huge attraction. Is Maverick um, a a great movie or a good movie? It's a good movie. Uh, You know, you go back and look at the first one. It's absolutely ludicrous, but it was, (laughs) you know, the the thing about it was everybody got to show off their brand new basement theater sound systems in the 80s. They'd always play the first 10 minutes of Top Gun and go, look at this, you know, and then rattling the walls in the basement. Uh, What they did, the smart thing with uh, Top Gun Maverick, Dan, is they just basically did a tribute to Top Gun. 
It's the same story, just next generation. Great casting, bringing in Miles Teller to play the son of Goose, the Anthony Edwards character. And then, you know, the kind of touching inclusion of Val Kilmer, who's, you know, battling the same sort of illness that his character has in the movie. And Cruz is he is amazing because, again, you believe that this guy really still would be trusted with a billion dollar jet, even though he's at the age where he should be a <laughs> rear admiral and retired and smoking a cigar. Right. Well, also, and I don't know, why did it take so long to get the sequel made? And was that a good thing that it took this long? Yeah, I think it was. You know, in a lot of cases, if you wait too long, the the interest has, has, has died up. But as we've talked about, Cruz has remained a huge movie star. He was adamant that this was going to be a theatrical release. There were multiple delays with pandemic and injuries on the set and all that. And he they waited to the right time to release it as well, when just about everybody's ready to go back to theaters, to the ballparks, to restaurants. So it was just the kind of the perfect storm for this to come out. Would you bet there will be a Top Gun 3? I hope not. I, you know, I mean, you know, at some point, you know, it's going to be Top Walker, you know, as he kind of limps into there. We're going to go. We're going to go win the war. I, I think. And again, I think you know, Cruz is great about this. Dan with franchises. You look at Mission Impossible. That's one of the few movie franchises that has actually gotten better with every succeeding film. The first two were just okay. John Woo did, I think, the second one. But they've become James Bond movies. They've become Bourne movies. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's got nothing to do anymore with the original Mission Impossible TV series. That's gone. That's in the past. He's just playing a character who has the same name as that character. I go back to 1986. Ferris Bueller, Color Money, Aliens, Platoon, Stand By Me, Top Gun, Hoosiers, River's Edge. Pretty good run there. That's a great run. And you, you talk about that, that, that list of films, the ones from 82. We're talking about some of them are action films, but a lot of them are those, the movies that I think you and I love the most, which are character-driven, story-driven, incredible screenplays. And that's why those movies resonate 40 years later, because it's, it's not about the time that they're in. It's about the characters and the situations. People can still relate to Ferris Bueller, even though every move he pulls right now would be busted by cell phones he'd never get away with any of that stuff but it doesn't matter it's sort of like seinfeld where it's the situation of the sitcom that we can relate to generations later i wonder how this has impacted acting that you know if before you were an actor not you know something with prosthetics or hmm. you were in a marvel movie or something cgi is it fair to look at actors now? Can you compare them to a previous generation? I mean, it feels like everything yeah. is a Marvel movie, and I don't know if actors grow up to be, I want to be in a Marvel movie, as opposed to, you know, these movies that I mentioned that are character-driven. No, that's a great point, Dan. You look at, like, the upcoming Thor sequel, Love and Thunder, which I keep thinking of, like, an Australian male stripper group when i hear thor love and thunder it's like <laughs> down under vegas yeah yeah down under but you know the the co-stars of that movie along with chris hemsworth natalie portman christian bale russell crowe academy award winner academy award winner academy award winner and not to disparage the marvel material but you know that deep in their hearts those three could be doing shakespeare on stage somewhere you know <laughs> so do they do it for the paychecks and the popularity i think yeah is it and it's a certain style of acting you know you're with the green screen and you have to kind of suspend your own disbelief. But I think that's why so many great actors now turn to streaming series where yeah. they can get showcase roles that are about the writing and the character. We're talking to Richard Roper. He's a movie critic for uh, Chicago's Sun-Times. Your review of Elvis is what? 
I thought it was terrific. Um, and uh, Fritz should not be embarrassed about seeing that. Just just remember this one thing in life. Nobody ever says, hey, do your Elvis impersonation for me, ever. Nobody has ever said that in history. But what I loved, first of all, this is Baz Luhrmann. He did, you know, he did uh, Great Gatsby, Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge. You know what you're going to get with him. A lot of razzle-dazzle. Going back to the theme, you got to see this on the big screen. What I loved about this, first of all, was this kid, Austin Butler, who's playing Elvis, that they didn't cast a Harry Styles or somebody who's super talented but super well-known. Most people don't know Austin Butler. He was great as Tex Watson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, small but pivotal role, but largely an unknown, so we could buy into him as Elvis Presley, and I think mm. he does a terrific job. That's a great point. That's, and we've seen these biopics do well. You had Ray, uh, Walk the Line, uh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I guess the Elton John one didn't work uh, you know, with a critical or, you know, with, as far as awards. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, again, it was sort of like even though Baz Luhrmann didn't direct it, it was a very stylized thing. But what I one of the things I loved about the Elvis movie, Dan, was that the the, the various periods of Elvis's career are kind of filmed in the style of the time. So there's a, more of a sepia, grainy tone to the 50s stuff. When they talk about his movie career, it's split screen and it's done in that kind of larger eye popping colors of the 60s. And then the comeback special all the way through the uh, Vegas stuff. So it has almost even though it's wildly over the top, it also has kind of a docudrama feel to it oh that's cool uh did you review hustle the movie i star in listen your boy when he puts his mind to it can really <laughs> do some really good stuff i was a huge fan of uncut gems and i loved hustle and one of the things i loved about it Dan, is you could just see adam sandler's love for the game in every scene there yeah. you know it really just it really got into it and it's a celebration like it's a celebration of the athleticism and the poetry of basketball so many of those scenes not we didn't get a lot of big game scenes we got workout scenes and we got street ball scenes and, and playground scenes and i thought that was great and i thought the various athletes who played roles not just played themselves were terrific yeah. in this anthony edwards i i got a screening back in february and, uh, you know, the Timberwolves star. I said, this guy, you would not know that he played in the NBA. If you, yeah. I, th I thought he was, he jumped off the screen. I thought he was that charismatic. He was the Apollo Creed of the story. Yeah. And you're right. If, you know, a lot of, even though he's a real, real talent and a, a young star, you know, when you're playing for the Timberwolves, okay. You know, <laughs> he's not nationally, he doesn't have the face of a, of a Steph Curry or a LeBron or anybody like that yet. Uh, and you, you, if you didn't know that, you'd think they found a, a really good actor who could play basketball instead yeah. of the other way around. All right, three movies that uh, my audience should see this summer are? Well, The Black Phone, which just came out. I love this. It's an old-fashioned horror film with Ethan Hawke playing against type as a serial killer. And I love that it's set in 1978, which is the year that Halloween came out. So it has almost that kind of vibe of a Halloween movie, psychological thriller. Uh, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, nope, which is the latest horror film from Jordan Peele. I haven't seen it yet. And what I love about this film is we know mm. almost nothing about it. It's got something to do with horses. That's about all we know about all that. Right. You got one more? Uh, the Forgiven. Uh, Jessica Chastain and Ray Fiennes. And this is kind of an old-fashioned film noir. You know, they're the wealthy couple. They go to Morocco and they get involved in a murder and a cover-up. And it's about cultures clashing. And it's, again, it goes back to great actors with great roles just knocking it out of the park. The movie that we should not see. Uh, well, I, I didn't like the Jurassic movie and, um, this, this, this recent one, the man from Toronto with Kevin Hart, who I love and Woody Harrelson. I watched Kevin that Hart, yesterday. 
Yeah, I mean, he's played that role like in 20 movies, right? The, yeah. You know, the amiable, bumbling guy who, yeah. can, who finds himself in a situation over his head and then all kinds of gun shots and explosions. Yeah. And blah. We've seen it a million times. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good to touch base with you. Um, you know, I'm, put, I'm racking up numbers here with uh, cameos. So in memoriam, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I mean, look, if you live longer than I do, can you just get me up on the big screen in memoriam at the Academy Awards? Yeah, I think the key is we're gonna we're gonna give you the box office credit, you know, Ooh. like uh, like John Ratzenberger, who's in all the Pixar movies, <laughs> was Cliff on Cheers and he has one role, so he's got a box office of like seven billion. Okay, you're well over the billion yes, mark I at am. this point. Yes, so we'll I go am. with that. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, I'm still waiting for you to break down all the cameos that I've done. I mean, it, a very, a very, maybe a very special podcast. We can write. I would them, be you know. more than happy. I, I forget some of the movies that I, I I'm trying to forget some of the movies I've been oh, in. Uh, yeah. But, but my job is to remind you. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Richard, great to talk to you again. Thank you, my friend. That's Richard Roper, Chicago Sun-Times film and uh, TV critic. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. 
a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about Timeless Legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Arch Manning has committed to Texas. He doesn't get there for another year. Well, less than a week after landing Arch Manning, Texas has signed another five-star prospect. They have signed seven different players since Arch Manning committed. That's power. And, you know, the beauty with college football, at least for us as fans, you're guaranteed of having somebody be at that or playing college football for three years. Might not be at that university, but going to be there for three years at least before going to the NFL. Was it 25 years ago today, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, where Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear? Yeah, yeah, 25 years ago today. And he didn't bite it once. He bit it twice. Mike, you bit him. (laughs) Take it a point off. (laughs) Thank you, Mills Lane. you know, it's one of those where you go, I accidentally bit you to, I bit you, tw- I accidentally bit you twice. Yeah, Paul. June 28, 1997, the WBA heavyweight title. Holyfield won all three of the first rounds. Uh, at 219 of the first round, he hit him with overhead punch where Tyson went backwards, like staggered backwards. Uh, as the third round is about to begin, Tyson came out of the corner without his mouthpiece. Lane, which was the first red flag. Uh, Mills Lane ordered him back to his corner to reset it. They put his mouthpiece back in, and he was, like, arguing with his, his corner. Wow. And that's the round where he began uh, eating the other guy on the, on the Holyfield. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't see it. So they're, uh, I don't well, know if he was eating Holyfield. Well, I mean, when you bite someone He was blood. nibbling. He began eating the he other guy. He began eating him. <laughs> some ranch. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the referee is on the other side. And can't see it. Yeah. And they're kind of mixing up. And you just see Holyfield kind of jump. And he spun in a circle. And no one could see what it was. Because it wasn't bleeding yet. And Holyfield's pointing. And the referee cannot see what's going on. And not see the gouge. And they start fighting again. And Tyson does it again. And then they had to retrieve the piece of the ear that was on the canvas. The doctor looked at the Holyfield during the break and said he was able to continue. Tyson was docked two points. They went and started going again. During the next clinch, Tyson bit Holyfield's left ear again. And that was it. Yes, he 
Is that the craziest thing ever in sports? No, the guy who parachuted into the ring. That was crazy. That was, you know, because that was that was somebody from the outside coming in, literally from the outside coming in, and he landed in the ring. This was just Tyson being frustrated. You know, and, and the book against Mike was always, if you got past the third round, mm. that's when he knew that he was in trouble because he had to box. He wasn't going to be able to knock you out. Um and Holyfield frustrated him. The, the, the boxers who beat him, even Buster Douglas, he didn't knock him out. And Buster almost got empowered by that. And then he knocks out Mike Tyson. But if you could, if you could make Mike box and not punch, then you had a great chance to beat him. Uh, but there weren't that many. You know, he was very strategic in who he fought, when he fought them. Don King did a marvelous job in just building him up that it'd be like Ronda Rousey where you go, Oh my God, she can't lose. And then I thought, boy, if she ever gets in there with somebody who knows how to punch, then we're going to find that out, you know, how good she is. And she fights Holly Holm and got embarrassed. Uh, Mike would fight some guys. And if he knocked, if he got that uh, first or second round knockout, then uh, he was, he was good. Got to the third round. And you could almost see that doubt starting to creep in that can you fight? Can you actually box? But, you know, the fact that he had the mouthpiece out and then Mills Lane is trying to tell him, Mike, got to put the mouthpiece in. <laughs> How's that, Todd? That's awesome. No, right, thank you. You want to give me your I'm Mike? Stop in a fight. You bit him. You bit him twice. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. You want to give me your Mike Tyson impersonation? I didn't understand why I couldn't just bite him a couple of times. I got a little frustrated. You know how it happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean anything by it. Said something about my pigeons. I bit him. I got to. I got to get Tyson on just so you can do the impersonation. In person. Well, yikes. Yes. With yeah. friends like that, who needs enemies? Am I right, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> That would be so good. <laughs> Wants me to fight a shark. It's so silly. <laughs> Fights a shark. When he was, when Mike was all in, you know, the times that we've had him on where he's all in, he's really funny and entertaining and laughing. But there, there, remember the time he was eating breakfast and he was having cereal? And he's he's crunching, <laughs> and and he was on to talk about his his pot farm or something, just wild. Yeah, Paul. I read this thing a few months ago. It was about the making of the movie The Hangover. Remember the first yeah. one where they go to Tyson's house and he yeah. steals the tiger, and Tyson's assistant was discussing Mike and his role in the movie with the, like a, a director or a producer from the movie, and and the email says like. Well, we could start shooting around four o'clock. <laughs> Hopefully, Mike will be there. I'm not sure what you're going to get. Yeah. And and you just see this back and forth, like, oh, we're going to shoot with Mike Tyson. We we don't know what's going to happen. Let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up being magic. Oh, yeah. incredible! I think that's the that's the well. You remember the the uh, tattoo that Ed Helms got, but you know <laughs> you you remember when you they walked into Mike's home and he started. He's like, no. And then he did his Phil Collins impersonation. Field of Dreams TV series. Uh, I guess it's happening. I don't know who asked for it, but uh, it's been green lit or green lighted. 
Um, one of the creators of The Office, Parks and Rec, is going to be heading this up. The Field of Dreams series, written by Michael Schur, and uh, I guess they're going to film it in parts around Iowa. Dyersville, Iowa. Never been there, but when you say Field of Dreams, I always think of Dyersville, Iowa. Is there another destination based off a movie that you guys have been to, Paulie? Uh, Hoosiers, the gym used for Hickory Hoosiers. It's in um, Knightstown, Indiana. I think it's called the Knightstown Gym. It's almost intact from what it looked like. If you walk in there, you're like, oh. Wait, have you been there? Yeah, oh yeah. Long, long time ago. I didn't know that. Knightstown, Indiana. It's the gym that they use for the home court in Hoosiers. It's a great destination. You feel like you're in a time machine. It's it's great. What about... yeah, see the Rocky Steps. Is yeah, a big I was going to say everybody that, goes to those in Philly. Yeah, everybody runs up the steps. Yeah, and... yeah. Or you know, it's a good one too. In uh, and you kind of can't help but see it all the time uh, if you're in LA. The uh, Fox Tower where they did uh, Fox Plaza where they did Die Hard. Not gonna tell oh, me. Oh yeah, that's yes. a good one. <laughs> you know, all the times I've been in LA, I don't know if anybody ever pointed that out to me. You've, I bet you you've been by it a thousand. Oh times. yeah, but, but I, I for some reason. I don't know if I've if that's ever been pointed out to me. Uh, Cameron in Indiana. Hi, Cam. Well, they got a bet for you. Uh, I'll pick the Rams to miss the playoffs and have a Super Bowl hangover for a pie in the face. Okay. Who wants a piece of Cameron in Indiana that the Rams don't even make the playoffs? Paulie? Yeah, I'll take that one. They, I, I can't see them dropping off. All right. All right, Cam, you got a bet. Right. Sounds good. There you go. All right. There you go. That's uh, that's Cam just calling in to place a random bet on the Rams not making the playoffs. If you take part in our uh, pie to the face challenge and uh, and you lose, you get a uh, pie slam pajama T-shirt. Yes, Paul. If you look at the NFC West, it, it, it feels like it's cooled off a little bit. The Niners don't feel like they're better. Cardinals are kind of in flux. Definitely talented. And the Seahawks feel like they're going a little down. Yeah. I, it's hard to pay, and the Rams may not win 12, but I can't picture them going eight wins. Well, it's usually the team that loses the Super Bowl that doesn't do well the following season. At least there was a, a stretch there, and that would mean the Bengals wouldn't make the playoffs. But I, I think that that streak ended, I don't know how long ago, but it used to be that if you lost the Super Bowl that next year, you got roughed up. And you look at that division, and I don't know what to expect I don't know what to expect out of any, any of those teams. I mean, the Bengals did a smart thing. They got offensive linemen. They invested and reinvested in Joe Burrow. This is something the Colts didn't do, and I kept thinking, why would you spend all this money on Andrew Luck, and he's getting crushed? And then they finally got some offensive linemen, and Andrew Luck said, I'm too banged up, I'm walking away. The Bengals did the right thing, smart thing. You can get some shiny toys, I still need Joe Burrow to be upright and uh, not getting sacked 60 times. So when Aaron Donald comes after him again this year, then uh, they'll be able to block him a little bit better. But uh, I think they, they signed three offensive linemen. And I thought that was quietly one of the smartest offseason moves that uh, any of these teams had. Yeah, Marv. Sorry, to go back to the landmarks. Yeah. We were in L.A. in April. We went to where Richard Gere picked up Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman on oh. Hollywood 
Hollywood Boulevard. What, what were you doing there? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, you stand there? Oh, no. You were going to have her be Julia Roberts? Not have her be. She was like, <laughs> no, she was like, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Lorenzo, stay over there real quick. <laughs> so you, you told your wife that you were going to act like you were picking her up. I mean, you, you make it you make it sound dirty. <laughs> You're making it sound dirty. <laughs> it's it's not dirty woman. It's pretty woman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of places you can and can't go. Like I once, a friend took me to I think in Sherman Oaks to the Brady Bunch house, and no, back okay. in the day it was just owned by a family, and you couldn't go up and knock on it. I know in the past decade the Sopranos house in New Jersey. It's not a tourist destination, but it, it really is. Like, it, I don't think it's owned by like a company. I think it's owned by a family. But people come up to the driveway and take pictures all the time. There is a uh, an apartment that part of the exterior used for Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex in the City, and it's a brownstone. And uh, people come from all over all over the world to take a picture in front of the window. I think it's second floor where she would sit in the windowsill looking out and uh, I'm not a sex in the city uh, fan. No, 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 no. Uh, what's the address again? <laughs> I think it's on Perry street. <laughs> I a, think. Yeah. The interesting part is Sarah Jessica lives, uh, actually lives a block over, I think with Matthew Broderick, but people come over here. Nobody leave me alone. It's like, she's so annoying. I can't just walk down the street past this. Iconic plays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul in Louisiana. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Sorry I'm a little late to the show, but you saw my free throws. Have you ever heard of a guy named Tom Amberry? Mm. Yeah, I met him. I, I met him at the 93 Final Four in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, actually, he was giving a demonstration, and he was challenging anybody to, make, to beat him in three throws and 10. He never missed. He held the world's record for a while for 2,750 in, in 12 hours. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I got other things to do than uh, to shoot 2,700 free throws. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Weeks, our cameraman, just yeah. sent me an article from Entertainment Tonight or Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. Yeah. It says... Breaking bad homeowners are sick of people throwing pizza on their roof. <laughs> it said all day, nonstop, there's people up and down this road. They park in front of, their, of our driveway. They block us in. <laughs> That's one of those where somebody says, hey, uh, can we rent your house? Uh, sure. What are you going to pay? Uh, well, we'll give you uh, $5,000 a day. Sure. You don't know it's going to become a cult, you know, phenomenon where people are going to go, oh, I got, hey, we got our picture taken in front of this. Like the Amityville horror film. So that's, that still exists, but they renovated it and they changed the address just to make sure that the sightseers would not visit it anymore. Remove all the blood. And <laughs> yeah, of course. Carnage. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Here's another one. The movie Shawshank Redemption, they actually have a tour you could do. You could visit the different spots. You could visit the actual prison because it's defunct now. I think it's in Ohio. In Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you could do, they have like bus trips and things like that where you could see, remember the scene where he's uh, in, in a field in Maine and he opens up the box with, yeah. with all the money and the note in it? You can go to different spots, the bank from the movie. So... 
There's different movies that have uh, dedicated tours. I'm still creeped out when we went to Alcatraz. That was awesome. We went there. So we, we had to take a, a boat out. We rented out Alcatraz when the Super Bowl was in San Francisco. And uh, we had this ferry take us out. What kind of boat? that? I'm not sure the kind of boat it was. But uh, a fishing trawler? Is yes, that right, Paul? pretty small one. Okay. So they took us out, and they drop us off, and then they leave. And they got it lit up. And you go in there, and it just feels like if something could talk, You'd hate to hear what it would have mm, to say. That's true. But uh, we ended up shooting our Super Bowl open that year where uh, we're trying to escape Alcatraz. And it's th- this is the Clint Eastwood movie that we were basing this off of. Is that right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, Something like that. And, yeah. and remember we shot the end of the scene and we had an ending. We redid the ending where we're just about to escape, escape from Alcatraz. Uh, and goes, I got to go to the bathroom real quick, real quick. <laughs> it's very inconvenient. It, it was. It's a good ending. Yeah, for our es- escape, you know. You we're running a small window to get out of there. <laughs> running for our lives. Like, I got to go. <laughs> but when they closed the doors. That sound. Like it, it just, man, that, that stayed with me for a little while. And, uh, you know, you realize this, this, these were really small rooms. And I don't know if they were singular cells or if they had bunk beds. But uh, I hope they were singular. But they're, you know, the number of people who came through Alcatraz, and there was always the, you know, escape from Alcatraz, uh, or did they? Uh, did they get eaten by sharks? You know, you're, you're looking at all of this, and it's 9 o'clock at night, and you're out there on, on Alcatraz. And it was quiet. Very quiet. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 